0: And welcome to Ray Mahuvim. This is Rabbi Yitz Greenfield, MS Marriage and Family Therapy. I am so happy you're joining me today on JRU Radio.com. For those of you who are new listeners, what we do is we try to learn and develop new skills and tools to renew. Yes, to renew and to restrengthen the connection that you have, hopefully you have, with your spouse. We do this not only from a social science perspective. But use the Torah as our guide and source of navigation. I'm talking to you and I hear myself. Let me lower my mic here a second. Hold on. Okay. So, what are we talking about today? There's so much to talk. You know, it gets to marriage. You can just talk and talk because there's so much to learn. There's so much to learn. And not just out of learning. There's also so much to review. So much to Chazer. You know, when we learn Torah, we all know that it's so important. Not just, you don't just learn the Gemara once. What do you say? What do we say at the end of the Gemara? At the end of a scene, what do we say? We say, Hadron Allah. Hadron Allah. What do we by that? We're, we're coming back. Hadron Allah. We're coming back. I feel, I really feel very strongly about this that we could constantly, even if we learned everything about marriage, and we can always learn some more, by the way, um, we cannot could. We should constantly review and go over and, over and over and over and over again. And you know why? I'll tell you why. Because we're really... Tinkering with our subconscious, we have personalities and reactions and patterns and themes and dances, and call it what you want. You know, everybody's got a different name for it. But I want to tell you something: we just react in a certain way, and as much as we know the exact way to react, and well, yeah, you know, there are some people. This is interesting, actually. There are some people who are very good at giving people advice in relationships and, you know, interpersonal problems. They're really great at giving people advice. But when it comes to their own like marriage or their own relationship with their kids, they're just not doing, it's not happening. It's so, like you think to yourself, okay, all right. So then you're, you know what you are. You're basically, you're, uh, you're you know, you, you say one thing, but you do another, right? You talk the talk, but you don't walk the walk. Or more like you're a hypocrite because you tell me to do all these things, but at the end of the day, you don't do them. So you're very good at telling everybody what to do, but you don't do that yourself. You know, it could get annoying. It could get annoying, especially if this is your spouse. And also, if you hear, you know, there are certain people that give great advice. One thing doesn't have to do with the other. I'm I'm serious. One thing doesn't have to do with the other. The fact that the person could give great advice, the advice might be great. The fact that he or she is not doing it might be, for a whole myriad of reasons. It could be a personality issue. It could be that's the way they grew up. It could be that's the way they learned. We don't even understand. Those of you who have children, by the way, I want to tell you something very important. Your children are picking up your and your husband's reactions. Yes. Your children, when they see that you are, let's say, getting upset, and you react in a certain way, and chas v'shalom, you lose control, I'm telling you, they're picking that up. It's not going to be a surprise when they get married that they're going to do the exact same thing. And I want to tell you something. Men, if you see your wife is losing control, and honestly, it happens with men as well. This is not, this is not pinning the women with this. But I'm talking to the men for a second because I have a lot of men who complain about this. If you see your wife is losing control, I'm telling you, chances are, this not, is not her fault. This is, what, this is the way she grew up. This is what she saw but what do you mean, Rebecca Greenfield? You know, when sh- when she's with other people, she really knows how to behave really nicely. She's so nice. And it's so funny because she could be so angry at me. And all of a sudden, there's a phone call. She'll pick up the phone. She's like, oh, hi, how are you? It's like, one second, why are you faking it to them? But you can't even fake it to me. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. And that is when we start feeling comfortable with people, we sort of like, you know, we, uh, you know, they're saying, let our hair down. We just sort of act ourselves. And you know what happens when we act ourselves? It's very, very dangerous. And I'm not again, I'm honest with you, I'm not saying this is a female problem. Boy, do men have tempers. Boy, do men have tempers. But you know what? I'll tell you like this. And that is we have to remember a successful marriage is not based on programming a certain autopilot in your psyche. That's not what a successful marriage is. A successful marriage is about pre-planned cognitive reactions. When I say cognitive reactions, it means I know exactly how I'm going to react when my spouse gets me upset, when my child gets upset. And honestly, this actually... Could could really ha- could really be applied to all relationships. My employer, my friend, but most important is my spouse. That's most important, and that's how that's the attitude that you should have. The Attitude you should have is when my spouse gets me upset. Here is what I am going to do. And if you, I, 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 I'm sorry. If I'm so sorry for being so strong, but honestly, if you don't have, if you don't have a game plan, do you know? Like today this is interesting. I know you know we have Baruch Hashem a lot of listeners. But in New York, we see a lot. Well, I haven't seen this lately, but I have, I have seen this for a while where there are these big posters up by the bus stops and that is, what is your plan? And that really came up after we had, I think it was after we had Hurricane Sandy where it was like people weren't prepared for an emergency. They didn't know what to do. They just didn't know what to do. Like, do they have food? Do they have, do they have light? Do they have any sort of heat? Are they safe? And there's big Posters all over, billboards, asking, what is your emergency plan? And you know something? I feel that this question applies in every single one of our marriages. And that is, what is your emergency plan when your spouse is going to get you annoyed? Oh, my spouse doesn't get me annoyed. Oh, really? <laughs> you call me after the show. If your spouse gets you annoyed, and it's normal because we're, you know, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. We're so different. Of course, they're going to get us. On. And not because they're bad not because they're bad, because it's just a different world. And we're going to be talking about how the truth is it's no one's fault. It's no one's fault. And I know some of you don't like hearing this, but I'm telling you, it's really nobody's fault. And I'm going to to prove it to you later. I'm going to prove it to you later. It's no one's fault. But I'm telling you now, there has to be a plan. There has to be a plan. And I want want to talk about some of that today. Talk about some of that plan and what, what the plan is going to be, what the plan is, when my spouse... Gets me annoyed. What do I do? What do I do? And there's there's so much to talk about. I know. And you've heard this a lot from me in the past, but I'm I feel that there's a couple in the kudos that I want to add today. And, and if you're hearing this again, oh boy, it's even more important because you hear it again and again and again. Then it becomes part of your subconscious. Because this is this is really like tinkering with the subconscious in a certain way. It's like if you do it enough time, it, you know, they have something called hypnosis. And hypnosis, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. I haven't done like any real research on it, and I can't really tell you. But I will tell you the aim of hypnosis is to get into like the into the engine. Now we're not just talking about give the car an oil change. Get into the engine and start tink- tinkering around with the pistons and the and, and, and all the all the all the pieces of the engine. That's what that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get ourselves used to. Like say, you know, it's um, I forgot who said this, that changing someone's midos is harder than learning. Ganshas. That what? Changing your mida. Your mida means your measurement. The measurement of how you react when something happens, right? Well, you know how your spouse reacts. Is it good? I hope it's good. If it's not good, oy, ay ay. But I will tell you, let's start working on ourselves. And if we start working on ourselves, our spouse will Follow suit. Last time we spoke, and again, I, I don't know this show, this is a live show, by the way. January 12th, 2017, I'm looking at this screen over here in this room, which has completely been changed around so nicely. I mean, I'm talking on the other side of the room, and uh, this room is now decorated, and they have live video of a hulu. In any case, what I will tell you now is like this, and that is that what we're going to talk about today is really. Really, really important. Let's just jump right into it. Okay, like this. L- let me tell you something that I'm hearing a lot, and you might be able to relate to this. Um, I think more of the men who are listening are going to be able to relate to what I'm about to say, and that's like this. I'm trying to have a normal conversation with you. I I, I feel like I'm trying to have a normal conversation with you, and you're just getting upset. I, I-, I-, I can't have a normal conversation. I- I'm just trying to, like, I'm trying to talk to you and you're getting upset. Like, everything I say, you're getting upset. I can't get two words in edgewise before you get upset. I'm just asking you a question. Why can't I ask you a simple question? I'm just, I am just want to understand. I just want to understand. I, I, I want to understand what happened this morning. I asked you... I don't know. I asked you to... Uh, I just want to understand why the meal's not ready. And you told me, why isn't the meal ready? We spoke about this. I don't understand. And it doesn't have to be men. It could be women as well. I, I just want to understand... I asked you to leave me money. Why don't you leave me money? I just want to understand why is it I'm, I'm in the car now and there's absolutely no gas. You know I have to run to the doctor. Now I'm not going to have time to make it to the doctor because I have to stop for gas. Like, I don't understand. You knew I'm going to the doctor. Just explain me. You knew I'm going to the doctor. Why don't you leave me gas? Are you getting upset? Why are you getting upset? I just want to understand. It's a normal, I just want to have a normal conversation with you and you're getting upset. I can't have normal conversations. Is this how you're feeling? Is this how you're feeling with your spouse? You're trying to have normal conversations. And when they do things that are just really not right, and you just want to understand what's going on, and, and, and they get upset at you. Like, I can't ask you any question. Or like, you know, you know, I get a lot. I get a lot from the men where they'll tell me. And, and I know, ladies, there is no absolute saying it could work both ways. I'm just telling you generally what I get more. And that is where I hear from the men, they'll tell me, oh, you know, my wife can get upset at me all the time. She's upset about this, she's upset about that, she's pursuing me. But if I, chas v'shalem, get upset at her, if I say anything to her, not only am I not allowed to say something, but what's going to happen is she's going to get upset at me for being upset at her. Forget about defending herself. She'll be upset at me like, how dare you? And this does work with men as well. I've I've seen this with men as well. I hear more from the men, but I've 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 seen this. I actually seen this where where the man will get upset why the woman's getting upset at him. The the point of the matter here is like this. The point of the matter is is that many times we feel we just cannot talk to our spouse. They they're just like they're so sensitive. They get all upset. Like what's going on? What's going on? A couple of things I want to talk about. Number one, like this. There's a Gemara in Baba Metziah, Nun Tes Amanalaf. That's 59a, okay? It's just like this. Amarav. And this Gemara is talking about Aina. You now, Aina, when we say the word Aina, a lot of people do not understand what I'm talking about. But just to paraphrase what it is, we're talking about having, causing emotional pain. Now I'm not getting too technical, but causing emotional pain. Did you know that causing emotional pain, Hamal ben is I mean, let us give you a couple of quotes over here because this is like so powerful. Just for you to understand how important how important it is. Okay. Um, let's see the Gemara. Okay. Let's see the okay. Gemara. No, Omar b'Shimah Chasideh v'Armi le'Arbi Yechan Yechain. The what? Actually, that's not, it sounds like nice. this. It is better for a man to throw himself into a fiery furnace and to not embarrass someone in public. It is better for a man to throw himself into a furnace and to not embarrass someone in public. Where do we know from Tamar? Because he she was brought forth. She sent to her father in law. What does it, it mean? It says in the Pasik, A people who is with you in Torah and in mitzvot, you shall not wrong. You are not, you, I, we are not allowed. It's not just like a, a nicety nice. When you're causing your Spouse, emotional pain, emotional grief. You have to understand this is not what the Torah wants. This is against the Torah. This could be in the Klal Vayna. It could be Asur. Asur, Asur, Asur. And the Gemara says, Amarav, this is very important for the men to hear this. I know I said this many times, but it's a fact. I don't, I'm not trying to like, you know, muster anyone. I'm just stating facts. olam adam zahir baynas ishtay. A person should always be careful regarding the prohibition causing aina to his wife because her tears being frequent causing her aina is close. Do you get that? You can be either alive on a daily basis with your wife you are going and you are learning Torah every day, whether it's daf yomi, whether you have your own staram, whether you're sitting in kolal, which is wonderful. But at the end of the day, guess what? I'm not chas am taking those chosim away. But what the Torah speaks about Aina, you are violating on a daily basis. Chas v'sholem, chas Causing her tzar. And it might be in the klal of Aina. You have to be so careful. Why, says the Gemara? Because it's frequent. It's frequent. Yes, it's true. It is true. Your wife is Going to be many times very sensitive on how you speak to her, yes. So it's so funny because when you rent out with her and when you courted her, or even if it was a sit in chasidisha, um, uh, I don't know what they uh, but a uh, show, I'm sorry, a uh, basho, right? Which, by the way, believe you me, works as well as the dating process, there's not really no, you know, one thing doesn't have to do with the other, they believe you. There are many, many, many Hasidic couples who, who, believe you me, have such successful marriages. I, they didn't see each other for such a long time. You know, believe you me. And those of you who are young who are listening to me might like say, oh, there's no way in the world that I would go for something like that. But I want to tell you, it, it really doesn't make much of a difference because what they do is they're spending more time in the research. And when they find out, then they're finding out the history, they're finding out the personality, they're finding out much more about the perspective boy or girl for their son or for their daughter and when the kids are coming to together it's just to see if they click and if they want to be you know if they have similar things some more than others but at the end of the day at the end of the day most of the work is in the marriage not before the marriage are you getting this the, ma- the work is not before the marriage let feel so scared the right shidduch not the right shidduch you know what even if it's not first of all if for sure the right shidduch because the Kodesh who runs the world but, like, what are you so scared of? The work is not before the marriage. The work is in the marriage. <laughs> you're worried about what's going to happen because, based on pre existing conditions, is that what you're worried about? Listen to this it's very funny. People are so worried about pre existing conditions in, in Shadokha. I'm not saying, of course, you have to, you know, there's a balance. People, are, people go crazy about it, like, every little detail. And then the couple gets married. Like, you'd think, like, oh, you, I've done such, the parents have done such amazing research. This is a sure shot, 90%. 90% of this marriage is going to be successful. And then there are all these problems. I'm, I'm not saying this usually happens, but there are many problems. I deal with them, right? And it's like, well, when you went out, did your parents find out about him? Did your parents find out? Oh, yeah, they did a lot of the research. Oh, but they didn't really know. I mean, they didn't really know. They spent so much time. So how come this marriage is not working? well, duh, the reason that marriage is not working is because you're not working on it. nothing to do with who you are. The, the work is every day. In any case, the Gemara says, And the, the bottom line is, is, yes, you have to be very, very, very extremely careful with your wife's emotions and with your wife's sensitivities because it's very normal for her to feel hurt very often with the way you're talking. So if you're going to say, I'm trying to have a normal conversation with you, and you're getting upset. I, I can't have a normal conversation with you. You're not having a conversation with your chavrusa. And you're not having a conversation with, with, with the guy behind the pizza bar. What you're doing is you're having a conversation with your wife, and you have to be extremely sensitive to her. Always. Why? Oh, she's sensitive. It's very normal she's sensitive. That's the way HaKadosh Baruch created her. HaKadosh Baruch created a woman in a perfection that Hashem did not create a man in. I mean, physically, we know that for sure, right? On the eighth day, it's clear, and that's it's, that's the theme. The way Hashem created the woman, the woman does not chayiv in in, in 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 so many things. A woman is not chayiv in lima Torah. She's not chayiv in lima Torah. She, she wants to learn Torah. It's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing. It's a mitzvah. But you know what? Guess what? Guess what? She's not Mechoyev in lima She's not Mechoyev in all the Mitzvah Shays of the Mangarama. Why do you think that is? It's because she has to be busy with the kids? Uh, is that what it is? Because she has to be busy with the kids? What if the kids are grown up? Kids are not grown up, so now she should sit and learn. Think about it. Come on. Let's, let's sit down and mommish harve over this. this Sugya, the what? The Misa, if the woman's, because she has to take care of the kids. So you know what? After the kids grow up, so now she should open up a Gemara and start learning. That's, 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 take care of the grandchildren. No, let's... Come on, cut it out. Cut it out. No, there's no sheiches with that because that's not the way she connects to a Kaddosh Baruch Hu. Do you get this? Limut Torah is not a, a cognitive exercise. Limut Torah is the way men connect to Hashem. For those of you who know and you learn, you know what it is. You're connected to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. That's what it is, right? You're not doing it as a... as some sort of uh, academic exercise you're doing it to connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's not the woman's place. That's not how she connects to Hashem. She has other ways of connecting to Hashem number 1 and number 2 she's created in a certain perfection that we're not created in. She doesn't need that. So what's going to happen to a person like that, a, a woman who's created in a certain shlemus, right? Of course she has to tap into it. She has her own um no question about it. But when she, but the HaKadosh Baruch Hu creates a, a human being, okay, with, a certain, with more, I don't want to use the word perfection, but more of a Shleimis, let's call it, okay, than, than the man. She doesn't, she doesn't need the yamaka. She doesn't need the Tzitzis. She doesn't need it to fill in. She doesn't need the lula. She doesn't need the Of course, she's excused because she's taking care of the children. That's why she doesn't, doesn't have to do that. Nothing to do with that. That's number one. And nothing to do with Chas v'sham. for those of you who think, oh, she's a different from my I'm a man. She's a woman. I hope you're not thinking like that. I really hope you're not thinking like that. So what is it? What is it? It's the way co- the woman was created. She doesn't, she doesn't need all this to connect. She doesn't need the talis to fill in the 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 of the estrog the, the, the 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 She doesn't need that. She doesn't need that. So it's a certain shlema. So if you're gonna knock her, if you're going to like even like suggest that something is wrong with her, she is gonna feel really bad. Because the emesis that she has a certain shlemus that you don't have. So the point of the matter over here is, is that what? Is that the Gemara tells us, you have to be very careful. Yes, your wife is sensitive. Get used to that. That's just the way it is. It's very normal. Nothing not normal about it. Because something else, I also want to say, say hey to you, because for her, her relationship with you, in a certain sense, is much more important for her than it is to you. Now, I know this sounds very strong, and I don't mean that in a very technical way, but I'm talking about it in an emotional way. For her, she wants to feel connected to you. She wants to feel close to you. She wants to feel like you care about her, like you feel that she's some she's special, the, the special that she has, the way Akash Boko created. And if she's starting to feel that's not happening, that's going to hurt her feelings really, really quickly. And when you're going to criticize and blame her, oh boy, that could be in the cloud of, I you know that could be very dangerous. You know, I'm not saying you should relate to the entire piece of it. Obviously, that's MS. But some of you are not holding there. Okay, you're not holding there. But I'm telling you, at the end of the day, and this is very important, and that is, it's very, very normal. It's very, very normal. It's all very normal. Now, ladies, I'm not putting you off the hook here. I'm sorry, because a lot of your husbands are very sensitive as well. Men have their sensitive... It's very normal for a man to be sensitive also. It's not like a man is not sensitive at all. And some of your husbands are very sensitive. You know that for many reasons. It might not be in general. and They might have certain triggers. Maybe I'll, it, I'll devote another show to triggers. It's not a very important issue. But yeah, many of your husbands also have sensitivities. And you have to be very careful. So we re- really have to be careful on both ends. We have to be careful on both ends. And we have to be very careful with the following statement. And that is, I'm just trying to have a normal conversation with you. Why are you getting upset? That, that's, that's a toxic thought. <laughs> that's what it is. It's a toxic thought. Because obviously you don't understand what she is. Or obviously you don't understand what he is. You, you're, not, you're not getting it. And you're never going to get it. You want to know why you're never going to get it? Let me tell you why. Because you're not him, and he's not you, and you're not her, and she's not you, and you're never going to understand. You're never going to understand what how a woman feels, and you're never going to understand how a man feels, because that's a nisayon for us to be mevater, and through that we connect to Hashem. That's the beauty of marriage. The what? That I know that I don't know, That's, when I hear this, I, you know, I said this in the past, but when I hear this in session where, you know, either the man or the woman, usually I hear from the woman first, honestly, where the woman is going to tell me, you know, I, I just don't, I know he's a man, I'm, I'm just never going to understand him. Yeah, what I want to do, I, I want to clap. Yeah, finally, you got it. That's it. You got it. You're never going to understand him. That's it. Baruch Hashem. And for the man, exactly the same thing. To say, I'm never gonna understand her. Why it's so important for her to have the drapes this way, or why it's so important for her to have, you know, to wear that certain coat when it's freezing outside, but this one matches. Like seriously, just wear the warm coat. I'm never gonna get that. But you know what? Good. I'm happy you're not getting it. And you know that you're not getting it. This awareness is like, you know, it's like a step A, the awareness. We're different. Okay. So that's that's why I'm saying To say, I'm trying to have a normal conversation with you and you're getting upset, that's just, yes. Two things. First of all, you don't understand him. You don't understand her. We're talking about completely different human beings. Number one. Number two, and this is where I want to get to, you're not having a normal conversation. You think you're you're having a normal conversation. This is a normal conversation you might have with your chavrusa. This is a normal conversation you might have with your friend, with your buddy, someone you met on the street. This is not a normal conversation you have with your wife and this is not a normal conversation you have with your husband. I speak a lot about dangerous, dangerous autopilot responses. I, I, I don't want to get too involved because there are a lot of them, and it's part of a workshop. not? I'll just mention a couple. I'll mention them, but we're not—we can't get too deep into it because that's not what this this uh, this show is about. Question, criticism, um, sarcasm. Oh, it's very normal to have for my wife never to be ready on time. Very normal. Ah, I get—I'm re- already used to it. Feel my pain, how would you like it if, if we were going to to your simcha would you be on time then be, or belittling which is just you 're not normally just like your mother or you're just like whatever but there's one I want to focus on is question criticism now I, I always I always said and I wrote this is part of the workshop like this what 's question criticism you 're upset at your husband or you 're upset at your wife right let 's say your wife for whatever reason it is she brings a uh, I don't know. You know. She brings a a. It's a Shabbos, you know. It's it's the Shabbos meal, and everybody's you know has a different Torah. And your wife brings, uh, I don't know. She brings, uh, she brings a newspaper to the Shabbos table. Now, for some people, they might think it's normal. Other people might say, I'm talking about a Yiddish newspaper or a magazine. Other people would say, Oh, it's a Shabbos table. Why are you bring? Uh, we're going to bring the mishpachah to the Shabbos table? It's it's inappropriate. It depends different places. Okay, so. Question, Chris, can I ask you a question? Do you think it's normal to bring a newspaper to the Shabbos table? I'm just asking you. I just want to understand. I just want to understand. Do you think it's a normal thing? Now, you're so setting up yourself for failure, it's not even funny. Because I can almost guarantee that, I would say guarantee, but you can never guarantee anything, (laughs) that there's no way in the world that your wife is going to say, you're right, I'm wrong, let me put it away. Unless you had a conversation with her before where she felt loved and she felt cared about. And during the conversation, you motivated her not to. But for you to say to her, do you think it's normal to bring a magazine to the Shabbos table? What do you think she's going to say? She's going to say to you, yeah, 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 I think it's very normal actually. I think it's very normal. She might say But there's no way she's going to tell you, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Because maybe for her it's very normal. You're putting her on the defensive. So I've been speaking a lot about that. But I want to add something to this right now. And I'm just, you know, it's like like a work in progress. The more I work with people, the more I can add. And it's like this. There's another word, which is a dangerous word in your relationship. And if you're using this word in your relationship, then I want to tell you right now that you are probably creating a very, very toxic atmosphere, a very poisonous situation, not just for you, not just for your spouse, but especially for your children. And what that word is, is the word why. And you might think to yourself, why? Why is the word why wrong? Why is why wrong? What's wrong with the word why? I'm just asking a question. But I'm telling you, the more I sit with couples, the more, you know, I think about this. I'm telling you the word why I could say 95% in your marriage is being used in a toxic way. Really? why? Why, Why? Why is it like that? Let me tell you why. Because this is the way it's being used. You're simply asking questions. And the problem with the word why, and you're going to see in a second, is that when you're utilizing that word, you're thinking to yourself, I just want to understand. I'm not insulting you. I'm not criticizing you. I'm not blaming you. I just want to understand. Why didn't you leave me money? I asked you yesterday. I told you this morning I'm going to go buy the kids shoes. Why didn't you leave me money? I I was going to the doctor today. You know, it's a half an hour away. Why didn't you leave me gas in the car? I just want to understand. You know, I've been calling you for five times already. You're not picking up. Why aren't you picking up? I just want to understand. Or men. Or men. You just want to understand. You ask your wife, why didn't you shut why didn't you shut the heat off? You know the bills are very high now, and when you leave the house, why does the heat have to be hot? Why didn't you just shut it off? I don't understand. Or or or, or what? Ladies, you're going with your husband. And he's going somewhere, and he didn't find out where he's going. He's just going. He thinks he's going to put in ways, and now he can't find it because the ways is dead because the battery of his phone is dead, and now he doesn't know where to go. So you turn to your husband. You say to him, I don't understand why why didn't you why didn't you call the place before you left? Why didn't you get yourself ready? Or, why aren't you ready on time? Or, men, to tell your wives, why isn't the meal ready? Why isn't the laundry done? Why is the laundry on my bed? Why is this house such a mess? I don't understand. I'm just asking you a question. You're getting so upset. Like, you're so sensitive. I can't talk to you. What's going on here? I'm just asking you a question. You know, if I would ask anybody else a question, they would just answer. But you, you like lose control let me just explain to you all something. You're not just asking a question. That's not what you're doing. You're making a very big mistake. You're not asking a question. You know what you're really doing? Let me tell you what you're doing. Whether you like to hear it or not, I'm sorry, I'm going to be so transparent. Please forgive me. You're blaming. That's what you're doing. You're blaming. When you say to your, to your spouse, why didn't you leave me gas in the car? Or when you say to your spouse, why is the laundry on my bed? Or, why is this house such a mess? When you're asking that question, you're not saying, you're not saying, I just want to understand, and if you explain it to me, I'm going to be okay. No, 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 no. That's not what's going on. And even if you think that's what's going on, and even if you're going to tell me 80% is what's going on, there's still the other 20% left. And I want to tell you right now, what you're really doing, what you're really doing, in a certain sense, is saying, why did you do this? It's not fair. I would have never done that to you. If you would have asked me, if I was in charge of the money in this house, and you would have asked me for money for shoes for the kids for the next morning, and you would have told me that you're leaving it the next morning, of course I would put it for you there. Of, I wouldn't have done that to you. I, I, obviously, obviously, the fact that I'm telling you a million times the house is flying all over the place and you don't care, the fact that every time I go into the car... And there's no gas, especially when I have to go on important trips with the kids, and I don't have time to stop for gas. And you know, for ladies, it's very hard to go to the gas station because it's just uncomfortable for certain ladies to go to the gas station to pump the gas. And the guy is just uncomfortable. They don't like, many ladies don't like doing it, which is very normal, which is very, very normal. Or go to the mechanic or whatever it is, or whatever it is. And, and you, you, why do you do that? I just want to understand. Why did you do that? We're going on a trip right now. Why did, what do you mean? Like, why did you forget the. What do you mean you forgot? The, you, you 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 forgot my socks? Why, why did you, I, I, you you forgot it last time also? Why did you? I don't understand why. I just want to understand why. No 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 no. It's not. I just want to understand why. It's. I just want to understand why. Basically, there really is no reason. You know, there's no reason. I I know there's no reason. Like, why are you doing this? It's not fair. It's really really not fair. Number one, and number two. Th- just, just, just admit it. The fact that you're not doing it is because you really don't care. Because if it was somebody else, you would have done it for him. If it was your best friend, you would have done it for you. If it was your partner, you would have done it for him. If it was your mother, you would have done it for her. If it was somebody else, oh boy, you'd, you'd run there and do it for your mother. You would run for your mother. You're on the phone with your mother all day. For her, oh my gosh, you would, you would do everything for your mother or f- or for your for your sister or for whoever you're close to, but me me I'm not your priority. that's really what's going on. I am not your priority and just 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 say it, just say it because the truth is you know that's true, you know it's true, I'm not your priority, and whenever you're using this word why, really, let's face it in a certain sense, even though you sort of want to understand when when you ask your husband or you ask your wife. I don't understand, why Why didn't you leave me money? Or well, I don't understand, why is the laundry in my bed? You're not really looking for a reason. You're not looking for a reason. You're trying to point out that what you're doing is not right, and it's not fair. And I'm, I'm, I'm clearly not your number one, because for anybody else, you would have done it for. And I would have never done this for you. So it's not fair. It's not fair. I, I just want to tell everybody who's listening to me right now, this is very, very, very important. I would say stop what you're doing. If you're married. <laughs> if your attitude in marriage is to show your spouse how he or she is wrong and you are right. I am telling you, you are going to fall so hard in your marriage, it's not even funny. I'm sorry to be so strong. I'm sorry to be strong. Marriage is not about being right. It's not about being right. And even if you're listening to me right now and you're saying, "Rebecca Greenfield, you don't understand, I actually really want to know. I'm asking her because I just really do want to know but she never explains it to me and she gets so upset at me. I'm telling you right now, don't go there. Don't. Go there. You are going to hurt her feelings. You are going to create machlokas. You might be you, you might over. Oh, you know, I'm very serious. And if your children are around, I'm telling you're poisoning their emotional psyche as well. And they're going to learn from you. I'm sorry to say, you say, oh, they're not learning from me. Oh, boy, they're going to learn from you. I'm telling you, don't use that word, why. Don't ask her, well, why is the house, why is the laundry in my bed again? Why didn't you do the laundry? Why didn't you shut off the heat? Why did you? I don't know. Why did you make this? Why did you make pasta again? I don't understand. Just explain why. You know, I was like, you know, just like, why? Just explain why. I don't understand why. Just explain. You're blaming. You're blaming. Get it out of your head. You're not asking. You're blaming. Well, I really, I'm asking. right? But briefly, you don't say I'm asking. Why are you saying I'm, I'm blaming when I'm asking? Well, even if you feel you're asking, and even if you, I haven't convinced you now, which is fine, it's okay. It's all right. I'm telling you, your spouse, your wife, is going to interpret this as a blame. And your husband, by the way. Ladies, I'm sorry, but this is true for you too. When you're going to ask your husband, well, why don't you do this? Why did not you do that? Why don't you just go to the dentist? I don't understand. You're complaining about your tooth that it's hurting you. You're complaining for a month, so why don't you just go to the dentist? If you would have gone for regular checkups, like I've asked you again and again, you wouldn't have had this pain. Why didn't you go? That's blaming. Even if you're right, it's wrong. You hear me? Even if you're right, it's wrong in the marriage. Let me tell you why it's wrong in the marriage. Because you will never, ever convince your spouse that they're wrong, number one. And even if you are going to convince them that they're wrong, it's going to create such emotional distance, you don't understand the toxicity you're, put, you're putting in your marriage, the distance. It's not like they're going to be, oh, you're right, I feel so close to you. Wow, wow, wow. Let's hold hands. Like, Are you serious? Like, what? No, it's going to create a tremendous emotional distance. And number three, you're doing, you might be over and ah." And not just being over and out, but you're missing the opportunity of marriage because this is what marriage is all about. Marriage is all about just letting go, being mavatar, moving on, even though it's not fair. And I did tell you to go to the dentist. I told you to go to the dentist over and over and over again. And why didn't you listen to me? (laughs) Why didn't you listen to me? By the way, you know why you're saying this? Because you probably heard this in your house. You hear me? I'm telling you, you probably heard this in your house. When you grew up, you probably heard from your parents. Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? And if you haven't heard from your parents, maybe you heard it elsewhere but you picked it up somewhere along the line. I'm telling you right now, that word why, questioning your spouse, asking your spouse why is the laundry on the bed, why then you shut off the heat, why did you make pasta for three nights in a row, why, I'm telling you, that's toxic. I am not trying to say that you should just suffer and you should have pasta every night. I don't know, suffering, some people actually might like it, but I'm not telling you, gentlemen, I'm not telling you just, just, let it go forever and whatever that there are ways to negotiate, but I'm telling you, 90% 1st of all, the word why should not be there. No, why? Why don't you do it? What that's blaming, that's blaming. And I want to tell you something, something else, which, which I just said, even if you're a hundred percent right and they have absolutely no excuse for what they've done, or maybe, maybe you're gonna to say to me, actually, I'm just asking why because I really. I just want to know. Maybe if I would know, then I wouldn't be upset. If, if she would tell me why the laundry is on the bed, then I wouldn't be upset. Don't say the word why. I'll tell you soon what to say. I'm not, ch- your, I'm not putting a muzzle on your mouth now. I'm, I'm going to tell you soon what to say, but don't say why because that's an attack. That's a blame. Why do you do it? I understand why. Why why, why, don't you bring, why don't you charge the phone before you came into the car? Then we we'll be able to go. I understand. You knew we were going on a trip. Why don't you charge the car so we'll be able to use the, the phone like we use ways. I don't understand. It's blaming is what it is. But you know what? Even if you're 100% right, it's very possible you're 100% right. Midas hadin has no place in your marriage. Do you hear me? Midas hadin. Din doesn't mean you're rough. You're just being right. I just want to be right. It's not like Robert Black told me. It's not about being right. It's about doing right. That's the difference. It's not Your your marriage is not about being right. And many times you can get into a fight. I don't like using that word. (laughs) An argument with your spouse. And it's like, well, why didn't you go to the cleaners? Cleaners? You never told me to go to the cleaners. You said, if, if I stop at the cleaners. I, no, I told you to go to the cleaners. No, you didn't tell me I should go. I definitely told you. Tit for tat, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Who's right? Who's wrong? Who's right? Who's wrong? Who's right? Who's wrong? You're both wrong. You hear me? You're both wrong because you're creating a poisonous marriage. Just let it go. Let it go. You want to be right? Do what's right. Don't fight. Don't fight. Don't try to prove to your spouse that you're right and he's wrong and what he did was wrong or what she did was wrong. Let it go. Just let it go. And when you let it go, you could say, Hashem, take a deep breath. You're testing me right now and I'm letting it go the same way you let go for me. I'm letting go. I'm just, just letting go. It's not fair what just happened now, but I'm just going to let it go. I'm just going to let it go. I want to tell you, I want to tell you why you feel blame towards your spouse and why you're asking these questions and why I don't understand and it's, it's not fair and then just explain, whatever. The main reason you're feeling blame towards your spouse, let me tell you why. Because you feel like they don't care about you. That's really what you feel. You feel like they don't care. If they would have cared, if you would have been the priority, they would have done it. But obviously, you're not so important to them. And you know something else? You would have never done that. You would have never done that. You know that whatever they did to you, you would have never done to them. So it's not fair because I would, I would never do that to you. So you have to remember, you have to really, really work hard on being down the Cops course. Even if, even if you're not going to be successful, I'm telling you a couple of things. Number one, the main reason you're feeling blamed towards her is because you would have never done that. You have to understand she has a completely different personality. She's not you. She doesn't work like you. You might, ne- you might be neat and organized. She's not neat and organized. You might be responsible. She's not responsible. It might work the other way around. Y- ladies, you might be neat and organized. He might not be near. There's different personalities. This is not like a. Oh, it's a good excuse, Rebecca Greenfield. You're giving him excuses. No, I'm not giving him excuses. I'm telling you the MS. He's different. She's different. They're different people. They're different personalities. So, your autopilot. By the way, when I say subconscious and autopilot, I'm not talking about a a cognitive presence where you're thinking about it. You're not even. Most of the time, you're not really thinking about it. You're just getting upset. Because subconsciously you're feeling it's not fair. Subconsciously you feel slighted. Subconsciously you're feeling like you're not his priority. So I'm telling you that he has a different personality. She has a different personality. That personality many times actually works out for the good. So, you know, your husband who did not um, leave you money in the morning, even though you asked him to leave you money and and you told him many times, you know, he gets upset because you're spending money, so he's not giving you the card anymore. I, you can make up different story, stories, whatever it is, right? Or you know, whatever. Or he feels he wants to be in control of the finances. Okay, fine, whatever it is. Whatever it is. But now you're left with no money. So now what do you do? you got to buy your, your... This is the only day you were able to buy your, your children's shoes. And you are going to pick them up after school and take them to buy them shoes. And your husband didn't leave you money, so now you got a problem. So now you're going to go into the store, you're going to tell my husband is going to give me money later. It's very uncomfortable, and you get upset. Like... I, I would have never done that to you if you would have asked me, but you're not him. He's not you. I'm not just trying to give excuses here. He doesn't have that personality. It's very, very possible that he just literally doesn't have that. He doesn't have that responsible personality, which many times works in your favor. The fact that he's laid back, the fact that he's not so particular, you know, there are a lot of men out there, for those of you who are married to men who are like more laid who are more laid back. And you get upset because sometimes he's just not responsible. There are a lot of men who are particular and are organized and do think in advance, but they're very, very, very particular in many things. And they're going to come to the to the room and they're going to see that the room is not exactly made up the way that it is they wanted or their socks are not put in the section that they wanted or in the refrigerator, there's certain food that has to go certain places. Those husbands, they're all... Also, those are the same husbands that I can almost promise you, they would have left you money. You would ask them for money, oh boy, they would have left you money. Yeah, they would have left you money. But on the same token, their personality sort of plays itself out in a negative way in other in other in other areas. So there's no there's no good or bad when it comes to Midos. It's, no, it's it's a voda. It's a voda. That's what it is. It's a voda a Number two, it might be a handicap that she picked up as, as she or he picked up the violet as a child. Maybe it's just something that they saw in their home. Maybe, you know, let's say for argument's sake, your spouse constantly is interrupting you. or Everything you say, they interrupt. You can't get a word in edgewise without them giving you their opinion. They have to have their opinion. Maybe they, maybe they picked up up as a kid. They're not doing a purpose. Um, you might be missing a, a, an emotional or behavioral context, meaning you might not really know what's going on. And that's something I'm going to talk about more in a second as far as focusing on this, but you really might not have the context. You know what context? Don't you make context? You might not know what happened before. You might not realize that your husband actually wanted to leave you money in the morning, but what happened was he had, he took out money, and then your daughter asked him for money for something. She's going on a Shabbaton, and then he had to give her money, And now he didn't leave you money and he was going to go to the bank. But something, you might be missing a whole context. By the way, this is especially true, especially true when husbands are getting upset at their wives. Because men, I I just see this so many times with so many couples where the husband gets upset at his wife. He just doesn't understand what happened before. He just doesn't, he doesn't understand the context he doesn't under, understand that she was trying to deal with a certain issue with the child, or she was trying to 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 clean up the house, and then there was a leak, and then and she had to, it, it. There was the pipe burst. There's so many things that could have happened, and as we said before, she could have been emotionally affected in a way where you are not affected emotionally, and that's why she did whatever she did. Next. Next, in my Okay, this is also this is very important. You're blaming your spouse You're, you you want to know why. why didn't you charge the phone before you we went on the trip? Why didn't you do it? Just tell me why. Or why 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 are you doing that? right? Guess what? Guess what? You're right. Your husband didn't charge the phone or your wife didn't charge the phone. but you know what? That's something to do with them. What do you mean they 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 did it? No, the effect that it has on you is not caused by them. The effect that it has on you comes directly from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And Akadash Baruch Hu was the one who decided that he is not going to charge his phone. What do you mean? He's not responsible. That's true. Maybe he's not responsible. It's not your place to give him musr. But you know what? Let me tell you something. It's all from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Gentlemen, you're upset. Why are you upset? Because you're very tired. And you want to go to sleep and the laundry's all over your bed. So who are you upset at? Your wife no, it's all from the Kaddish Baruch And I know a lot of people cannot relate to what I just said, and I, last week I also mentioned this, but it's MS. Next. Your spouse may or may not have his or her hats on, and you don't even know. You don't even understand that your spouse is currently impaired because either they're hungry, angry, tired, stressed, who knows? Next. And this is very important. I can almost guarantee you, if you were her, you would act the exact same way. What do you mean, feel That's not true. I wouldn't. I know myself. You know yourself. You know yourself because you know who you are. But if you were her, with her personality, with her background, with her sensitivities, with her motivations, you would have acted the same way. Al and Adam, do not judge a person until you're in his, his shoes. You will never be able to be in her shoes because you're not her. I know it sounds like it's true. It's true. This is this is this is Avos. You can never judge someone. Next. And I think this is really the most important thing. Piece over here. This is the most important thing. And I, I wow, there's so much to talk about. I do able to touch what I want to talk about today, but there's there's a lot to talk about. There really is a lot to talk about. And I'm so happy you're listening. And that's like this. And this, this is so true. And if you focus on this point, I know it's so hard to focus on what I'm about to say, but if you focus on this point, I'm telling you, you're not going to have to ask the question why. You're, you're really not. You're going to be able to let it go. You're going to be able to be mevater. You're going to be able to connect to Kodesh Bochum and say, Hashem, I'm just letting it go. And here's a very, very big tool, a real tool. that bears Hashem, you, if you use, you'll see. It could really work. And by the way, this this is not going to work b'shas, the impasse. I I, I just have to be very clear with you. It's not going to work right away when you get upset. You have to give yourself time for the next tool, but it's a very powerful tool, and this is as follows. If your wife would have known how much what she did would have bothered you, she would have never done that. Think about that. You think your wife wants machlokas? You think your husband wants machlokas? You think your husband wants... to come back home and to get into a big fight with you because he didn't leave you money in the morning or because he didn't leave you gas when you were driving to, to the doctor or that he didn't take care of the health insurance when you told him to take care of it, you think he wants to get into a fight with you? You think he doesn't really care about you? You think that he's not your priority? I can almost promise you, even if you would say he's not your priority, which I'm telling you in most cases he is, you are, Some sometimes not, that's true, but in, in most cases it's it's a misinterpretation like this, and that is, if he would have known this would have caused such a machlok, if, if your wife would have known that you would get so upset that the fact that she didn't close the heat before she left the house, of course she wouldn't think she wants to get into a fight with you. Like, that would be so silly for her to say to herself, okay, I'm leaving the house right now, and I'm going to leave the heat on because I don't really care about my husband. Of course not. Of course she didn't do it intentionally. Of course she doesn't want to hurt your feelings. Even if you're going to think subconsciously she doesn't really care about you if it was someone else, if it was her mother or her father's house, it would have been different. No, if it was her mother's house or her father's house, she would have had anxiety because when she grew up and she didn't shut off the heat, she would come back home and her, husband, and her father would scream at her her mother would scream at her. Again, I'm, not I'm saying this is in every house. But what I am telling you is that the last thing your wife wants is to fight with you. The last thing that your husband wants is to fight with you. So if he didn't plug in the charger before going for this trip, you think he's doing it on purpose? You think he wants to get into a fight with you? That's really what he wants. Think about it. Like Lamaisa, You think I would want to get into a fight? And I'm saying this is not going to work right away. This You really need to take off your hats, to take deep breaths, to give yourself some time and then you'll be able to let it go. Just so think to yourself. Can okay, you know what? It's very hard for me to be a Mavata on this one. Or how many times did I say to her that? I don't know. How many times did I say to her that I want the laundry on my bed when I come home? Let's say. Let's say this is an issue, right? And here we go with the laundry on the bed, right? Besides the context that you really don't know what's going on, but think to yourself, she, she's doing this because she wants to get you upset? Is that why she's doing it? If she would know you'd be so upset, you start screaming at her now. Chas By the way, don't ever scream at your wife. But if, if she would know that you'd be all upset, she would do it. Of course she wouldn't do it. Of course he wouldn't do it. Just keep that in mind and just let it go and don't ask why. Don't ask why. Don't ask why didn't you plug in the phone or why didn't you do the laundry or why didn't you leave me money or why didn't you leave me gas in the car? Or why aren't you picking up the phone? Just be vater. It's an opportunity for you to be mivater and to let it go. Yes, it's a daily opportunity. Now, if I, I'm gonna give you another tool over here and I'm. I'm a little scared to give you this tool because I don't want you really to use this unless you really, 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 you can't be mevater. Like this, and, and and this has this is this is really in very practical situations where you, your wife didn't do the laundry or your your husband didn't leave you money or or uh, the dishes weren't done or. Um, Whatever it is, a very practical thing—not picking up the phone, right? Here's what I want to say. It's a, little, it's a little tool here you can use. You can use this tool, though you should really try be mivat. If you can be But if it's happening again and again and again, you know, I'm not. I, by the way, I didn't even touch negotiation. Maybe we'll do it next week. I, I, I didn't touch negotiation, and negotiation should really, really be left for like—we're talking about backup, 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 backup plan. I'm not saying you should never negotiate, but most. I mean, I'm, maybe I'm being a little too tough here. Saying most of us, a lot of us don't stop negotiating. What we're really doing is we're crit- criticizing and blaming, and we're causing a lot of machlokes Because negotiations going to cause distance in the relationship. It, it will. It just will. So what I want to say to you now is that here's a tool for you, and that is like this. Uh, this is especially true for the men. Especially true, men. You're trying to call your wife. She's not picking you up, and you know she's picking you up for every single person except for you. And she's calling you, calling you, calling you, calling. You, calling you. Let it go. Let it go. If you can't let it go, you really can't let it go. Talk to her in a loving way. Believe you me, that's not going to create her to 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 have her scream at you and defend herself. Talk to her in a loving way. Say to her the following sentence: "Is everything okay? I tried calling you, but I couldn't get through." Not in a way, and this is why I'm saying it's a little, even this tool is dangerous because it has to be done right. If you're upset. Is everything okay? I tried calling you, but I can't get through. You know, Rebbe Becher, it, 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 There's such an importance of how you say things. You know, you say things, but it's so important how you say. The whole meaning could completely change when you say something with with you know in a certain emotional way. Give you an example, you know, Rebbe Becher gives this this wonderful example. Right, this guy comes. To let's say to to a place, in, in, in you know, he guy wants to go swimming and he's looking for a beach to swim. And of course, he wants to make sure it's private and there's nobody around because he doesn't want to go to a regular beach or swim to a regular beach. So he comes to a beach and uh... there's nobody around, very from guy. You know he'd be very from, very sick from you don't want to go on a beach with women, but make a long story short. And he goes swimming and then this guy comes over to him, this cop comes over, right. He says, come here. He says, what are you doing? He says, I'm going swimming. He says, what are you going swimming? Look at the sign. Didn't you see the sign? Yeah, I saw a sign. Wayne, w- look at the sign. It says in the sign, no swimming allowed. That's what it says. Can't you read? It says, no swimming allowed. So the guy who went swimming, he looks at the, at the police. He says, officer, what are you talking about? He says, look, didn't you see the sign? He says, of course I saw the sign. He says, okay. He saw the sign. Then why? It says, it says no swimming allowed. says, no, it doesn't say that. Well, that's not what it says. I'll tell you what it says. It says, no, swimming allowed. <laughs> yeah. No, swimming allowed. Swimming is allowed. See, it's different ways of reading things. That's why, even when I'm giving you this tool, I'm like, be careful, be very careful. Don't just, all right, we decided to use this. use this. But here's what you can say if you really, really can't let it go. Is everything okay? I tried calling you, but I couldn't get it through was everything okay today I see you didn't have a chance to put away the laundry in other words I understand that something went on with your life and that's why this happened it's not your fault I'm not blaming you I care about you is everything fine usually when I open up my sock drawer there's always socks in the drawer was everything okay last night I see you didn't get a chance to do the dishes everything by the way I'm telling you this now listeners whoever you are I know a lot of you because a lot of you introduce yourself to me but like this here only use this if you really can't be Mavata and it's happening again and again and again and again that's when you can say is everything okay Is everything?" because now your spouse will sort of feel like you care about them even though they sort of know you can sort of use this but I would say only, only use this as a last resort thank you so much for listening questions, comments feedback 917-397-2841 917-397-2841 this has been Ramit Greenfield thank you so much for listening have an amazing amazing week